It's time for Quizzo with your host, Grego. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. My name is Grego, and it is time for Quizzo here on WLPNLP, Lumpen Radio in Chicago, and streaming on various podcast platforms. It's the day after Halloween, but it's still spooky season in our hearts here at Quizzo. Um, today's episode is brought to you by First Apparitional Bank, protecting your money from evil spirits. We will be talking with bank president Michaela Goolington later on in the show. But in the meantime, let's meet our contestants. Uh, for our uh, Halloween episode for Quizzo, we have two returning champs, um, and they're going to duke it out in a horror movie Shizzo showdown. Uh, first up is uh, happens to be also a member of our Quizzo team, our lovely question writer, Dana. Hello, Dana. Hi, I'm glad to be getting the questions asked to me rather than writing them myself. So I'm right. looking forward to seeing what you wrote for me. Yeah, uh, you, you have not seen these ahead of time, so no bias here, I <laughs> no, guess. Yeah. But you were on the um, one of the very first Quizzo episodes, and you won. Um, but your horror returning Shizzo, champ, yes. That's right, returning champ. Two of them, so you're going up against another one. So your horror Shizzo categories are the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, 21st Century Horror, and Found Footage. All very spooky horror categories. Um, so let me ask you, Dana, as a fan of 21st Century Horror, if you could be a horror villain or monster from the past 20 years, who would you be? Hmm. Oh, I would say uh, I would say the girl from the ring because, um, you know, my inner horse girl come out. I would get to, you know, live on the horse farm and all that. Inner horse girl should just be a horror movie. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I actually there is a movie that just came out this year called Horse Girl. It's a horror movie starring Alison Brie. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Dana. <laughs> We're excited to. Uh, quiz you later on the show with some horror. Um, we're going to go to our other contestant here. Like I said, another returning champ that you may remember from our previous Halloween special, the always awesome Jarrett. Jarrett, hello. How you doing? Greetings. I'm doing well, Greg. Thank Good you to hear being, you. Thank you for being here on this spooky, spooky Quizzo episode. Um, you're a horror movie, Shizzos. You're, you're a big horror fan as well. Our Stephen King adaptations, slashers, and creepy kids. Um, <laughs> now, Jarrett, kind of in a similar vein, if you were a creepy horror movie kid, which one would you be? What would you identify with? Oh, man. Excellent question. Uh, let's see. If I could be any creepy horror movie kid, I mean, I know that Danny from The Shining is not really like the villain. Mm -hmm. So th that's, that seems sort of like a cop-out answer. I think I'd go with Damien from The Omen. Classic. Because uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty high up in the the social hierarchy, uh, father's an ambassador, and um, I have a fancy house. I have a couple uh, dogs <laughs> to watch over me, uh, a housekeeper, whom I really don't care for, but. Uh, you know, it's it's all good. I think I'd stick with Damien. I just like you. Also, Damien is one of the scariest children names, I think, that could be mm, out there. It sounds agreed. like a demon. So. 
Always scary. Okay, well, thank you so much for being here, uh, Jarrett and Dana. Let's take it over to our first round called Quizzo My Shizzo, and it's gonna feature questions from each contestant's areas of expertise who we like to refer to as their shizzo. Dana, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the questions that we're gonna be having for you today. <laughs> and, yes, uh, I'm very excited. And um, and Jarrett, you're gonna be doing Stephen King adaptation. So I hope oh, excellent. you're ready and brushed up. First, we are going to take it over to Dana with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre question. Dana, your first question. Texas law enforcement officially recognized actor Edwin Neal for his role in Texas Chainsaw Massacre for contributing to the state's 18% drop in crime rate due to Texans' new fear of what? What is it that Texans are now so afraid of so much the drop in crime rate went down 18% all because of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Edwin Neal? Mm. Um, hitchhiking? <laughs> like, cause the, wait, 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 say, what were you saying? Cause repeat, repeat the, the question. question. Give sure. it to me one more time. Yeah, of course. Texas law enforcement officially recognized okay. actor Edwin Neal for his role in Texas Chainsaw Massacre for contributing to the state's 18% drop in crime rate due to Texans new fear of what? Oh, well, okay. So I guess, is, is it just Leatherface? Did he play Leatherface? I'm not sure. Is Leatherface your final answer? Yeah. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Know, yeah. Your first instinct was correct with hitchhiking, your first oh. instinct. Oh, dang, why did you, <laughs> why did you let me change it? All right, Jarrett, your first question for Stephen King adaptations. What Stephen King film adaptation features a scene that was changed from the book due to director Rob Reiner's opinion that the story's use of an, use of an ax as a weapon would be too violent for mainstream movie fans? All right. Well, I, I think I know the answer. Um, as far as I know, Rob Reiner directed... Uh, Stephen King's Stand By Me, mm -hmm. which is sort of uh, an adolescent coming of, coming of age story. So I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to say Stand By Me. Stand By Me is your final answer. And yes. unfortunately, that is incorrect. Ah! The answer, <laughs> the answer was Misery. Oh! The I was wondering, was it the hobbling scene? It was the hobbling scene, which is funny because <gasps> they were afraid the acts would be too violent. But for those of you who have seen that, that is one of the most violent scenes in a movie, I feel like. Oh. So I cannot yeah, stomach it. it so much worse, I yeah. feel like, with yeah, that. <laughs> I, I always have to turn my head during it. So, Alrighty, so it, we're tied right now at 0-0 zero, zero for these horror ex supposed horror experts here mm. on Quizzo. I feel so, like I should get like 10 points for that. Eh, that's not how it okay, works. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but nice try. Well, let's go ahead and take it to our second Texas Chainsaw Massacre question for you, Dana. Several, mm -hmm. several scenes in Texas Chainsaw Massacre were actually shot using real gruesome items as opposed to fake versions or props. Name one of these gruesome items. Um... Uh, bones, like animal bones, uh, or like animal carcasses. Animal carcasses is one of the real Ooh. gruesome items. 100 Ooh. points for you. The other ones that were on there was uh, the human skeleton in the uh, final no. game. Apparently it was cheaper to get a internationally from a different country ship than buying a fake one. 
And uh, the blood during the ending chase scene on, uh, I can't remember her name, but the girl, she actually cut Sally. herself and scraped herself on branches. So that was real blood. Gruesome. The more you learn here on Quizzo. All righty. We're going to take it to another Stephen King question for Jarrett for a chance to tie it up. Your question, two Stephen King books written under his pen name, Richard Bachman, were adapted to film. Name one of them. It's going to be, it's going to be, purely a guess here greg but let me let me say maximum overdrive maximum or overdrive unfortunately is not one of them. Oh. Oof. the two stephen king but under his pen name richard bachman books adapted the film were the running man and thinner uh, are you familiar with have you seen I've seen, of those yeah i've seen thinner mm -hmm. it's uh yeah oh my goodness well, well, nice try. Unfortunately, not tied up. You are. I didn't know. Dana is up by 100 now. We're going to take it over to your final Texas Chainsaw Master question, of course, unless the steel question, Jarrett, does not succeed. Your third Texas Chainsaw Master question for 100 points. What aspect of Texas Chainsaw Massacre did director Toby Hooper say was a response to the U.S. government's handling of major national crises such as Watergate and the Vietnam War? I have no, I, I don't, I don't understand. I have no idea. Um, maybe the, how they handled the grave robbing in the beginning. I, I, I honestly have no idea. Very close guess, but unfortunately I can't give it to you. Uh, the answer was calling the movie a true story. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Since, since, interesting. The he, since he felt the government misled the public about Watergate and the oil crisis as well. It was, that was the inspiration for calling it a true story. And it was effective. It really worked. I thought it was true for the longest time. Mm. All right. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> but, you know, that, that's me. So, uh, Dana, uh, the Blair still... Witch is also not real. I hope I didn't. What? What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. What about Hocus Pocus? All right. Yeah, no, that one's based on a true story. Well, let's take it over to the final Stephen King adaptation question for Jarrett. Your uh, final question. What former child star who maintained her star status as an adult played the lead role in the 1984 film adaptation of King's Firestarter? Um, let's see. I'm down by 100 points. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, boy. All right. Man, I have no idea. I, I can't even think of somebody. All righty. Well, we're uh, going to give you a zero on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely a zero. The answer is Drew Barrymore. Ah. Ooh. Drew Barrymore. All righty, Jarrett succeeded in getting none of his Stephen King adaptation questions correct, so he has zero points. Dana with 100. <laughs> All right, so we'll take it over to a Stephen King adaptation question for Dana for her chance to get All right. points. What Stephen I, I actually was going to guess Misery, too, so. Still no points for you on that. Sorry, Dana. <laughs> you know the rules. You're part of the show. All right, so Dana, what Stephen King book did he claim, King, Stephen King claimed to be his most autobiographical despite the film adaptation being his least favorite. The Shining, because he was in, I think he's a al recovered alcoholic, and he, it was like the depiction of um, Jack Nicholson's character was based on him, right? And he's a writer, correct? Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right for 200 yeah. points. <laughs> so, well done. <laughs> Jarrett does not have a chance to steal, but he might have a chance to get this final Texas Chainsaw Massacre question. Uh, Jarrett, you're familiar with the movie, correct, right? 
Yes. All righty. Your final Texas Chainsaw Massacre question, or the final one here. TV star John Larroquette made his film debut in Texas Chainsaw Massacre by providing the ominous narration for the opening sequence. However, Larroquette was technically not paid for his role in the movie. Instead of money, what did director Toby Hooper give Larroquette for lending his voice talents? Let's see. How about, uh, oh boy, uh, maybe uh, a role in an upcoming film? A role in an upcoming film. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. I like that answer. That is a really good, that is a really good answer, but unfortunately, no points for you on that. Uh, leaving you scoreless for Shizzo, but we have an opportunity for Dana to get 100 points on this. Dana. Um, the van that they drive in. <laughs> wow, that would be an awesome gift. With the blood streak down the side. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, <laughs> marijuana was the answer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I didn't know John Larroquette did the narration for it, but it makes sense. His voice is pretty awesome. Who is that? <laughs> he was, I, you know, he was in a bunch of like sitcoms in the night. He was in Night Court. Yeah, know. he was the yeah. lawyer on Night Court. Night oh, Court. You, you would totally okay. recognize him if you saw him, but his voice is really, really good for the role. But anyway, that is the end of Quiz of My Shizzo, the horror showdown Shizzo. Um, final score, Jarrett with zero. And then uh, Dana with 300 <laughs> points. So Ooh. still anyone's game, though. Still anyone's game. We have plenty of chances to make up the points, Jared, if you need to. And uh, now is the time to bring it over to our second round, which is called Quizzo My Bizzo. Uh, it's going to test the creative side of our contestants with help from our sponsor at First Apparitional Bank, who are looking for ways to improve their business. And our guest judge is bank president, Michaela Goolington. Hello, Michaela. Hello. Happy Halloween to you. How are you doing? Happy Halloween. This is the best time of year. I'm so pleased to be here on this excellent production. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. So uh, that was, we all know the likelihood of a bank robbery is increased by 666% during Halloween. So First Apparitional Bank is looking for new scary costume ideas that the tellers can wear to scare away those nasty robbers. So contestants, using your pencil and paper, write down your suggestions, uh, and Michaela will pick the contestant with the best response. All righty, Michaela, once again, thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about First Apparitional Bank. Very Yes, it's a very different, different style of, of bank, and your statistic about Halloween engagement with our bank is 100% correct. At First Apparitional, we're a spookier sort of banking institution. And for a long time, we've had one type of uh, banking uniform for our tellers, which has been business spectral, um, with an emphasis on professionalism and classy ghoul wear. Uh, your viewers cannot see, but I'm, I'm wearing a business spectral outfit at this current time. It <laughs> is a blazer and some uh, dark leaves, a crow, cobwebs weaved in in a sophisticated manner. The emphasis here is on classy professional business wear, which is spectrally important and very successful in the boardroom, but we have not had great success with the increase in robberies, which all banks, uh, not just First Apparitional, but all banks do experience in these spooky, spooky times. 
So we're looking to update our, our dress code for something a little bit more frightening and not quite as uh, sophisticated. We need something scary enough that a bank robber who walks into our fine institution will be too frightened to attempt to take our money. But it needs to be classy enough to meet the first apparitional high standard. Yeah, I, I tell you what, your cost, your, 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 your formal attire costume is very, very frightening and is very effective. I feel like even if I was standing in line at the bank, I would have some you know, concerns, but still feel safe that um, such a spooky, spooky presence is taking care of my money. But with Halloween, I'm always thinking about candy. And when I go to the bank, I'm thinking about getting those suckers that you always, you know, those lollipops you always get for the bank. Is there going to be still some good Halloween candy, despite, you know, the effect to scare these robbers? Oh, absolutely. And our candy is not just a sucker, which I find demeaning to the entire institution of trick-or-treating and Halloween. Oh, wow. <laughs> we offer a selection of the finest, finest gourmet spooky items for children and adults and ghouls alike. Oh, wow. Even giving it to the ghouls. We all know that robbers are obviously way worse than ghouls. So I'm glad you're still looking at They do them. not receive any candy. That Good. is the only the only customer who we turn away. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. So, all righty, contestants, how are we doing on our first apparitional bank spooky yet formal costume ideas? Feeling good? I'm yeah. ready. We're good. I think I've got it. I think, I think, uh, I think this is going to be a, a big development for the bank. Well, Jared, yeah, I'm excited you... to help the community with this idea. Jarrett, why don't you start it off? What do you what do you have for Michaela over at First Apparitional? Well, Michaela, I, I feel like the description of your uniforms is uh, I there's really not too much to improve upon um, because it sounds very uh, important, very professional. Uh, the one thing I would suggest changing is to to scare away any uh, potential bank robbers is that you you keep the uniforms, but you have the bank employees wear uh, a face cover or a surgical mask, except they're wearing it incorrectly. Oh, so they're wearing wow. it down, maybe over their chin, um, you know, leaving their mouth and their nose uh, uncovered, um, which will hopefully scare away the bank robbers for fear of um, catching any kind of, you know, contag contagious bug or uh, flu-like disease that um, may or may not currently be plaguing our society it's sort of like an invisible ghost of sorts so I, I totally understand where you're coming from from that Jared. great suggestion dana how about you what do you have for michaela over at first apparitional well you know uh i think similarly to jared i was thinking about you know what are the biggest monsters of our our current time right we we have the coronavirus, of course, but we also have the, the Karen, you know, the most dreaded. So rather than play on the fear, more of like the distaste for, for the Karen, you know, the Karen costume. So you'd obviously have the soccer mom wig, you know, mm -hmm. but kind of similarly Terrifying. to Jarrett, you'd have a mask. You have to be safe, right? The tellers have to be safe, but a mask that looks like a mouth, like you're not wearing a mask, you know, mm -hmm. as, so as to scare um, away the robbers and you know the ro the bank robbers they're safe they're wearing the masks you know they care about that's one safe in this environment so. one positive thing about you know <laughs> burglary is you don't have to show your face because you want to stay safe so 
Uh, great, great suggestion. Karen is definitely probably the spookiest costume of the year, in my opinion. So, Michaela. And they, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. No, no. Go for it. Go for it. Michaela, how do you feel about your suggest these suggestions for your bank? Wow, I must say I am I am incredibly impressed, and I do see a hierarchy of the suggestions here. We have a bit of a no novice warlock suggestion from Jarrett, um, which was greatly improved upon by I would say head witch Dana. The <laughs> concept of the unmasked teller truly is scary. Jarrett's idea hints at this but he needs to work on his brew, his potion, his concept a bit more because there is unnecessarily a risk to our employees and our spells can only cover our employees so fair, so far, tells me my legal team. So Dana's idea does have adequate protection while also combining the greatest fear of all that all robbers face, dealing with a pesky manager who is unfortunately garbed as a Karen. I think this is the most frightening aspect of interacting <laughs> with customer service that many of us can really anticipate. So I'll have to give the win to Dana. And, and also, you know, Dana, if you have any other ideas, first apparitional would be very interested in hearing them. <laughs> oh, wow. Dana. We'll be in touch, we'll be in touch. Dana, I'm very impressed. 500 points is your total at this point. And Jarrah, unfortunately, with zero. It's going to be a tough, tough... <laughs> it's it's going to be a tough bounce back for Jarrah if he can pull it off with the final round of Pop Quizzo. Uh, for those of you who know, the third round is called Pop Quizzo. In this final round, contestants will be asked general knowledge questions for 100 points per correct answer until time is up. Unlike the Shizzo round, you will both answer the same question and we'll alternate who answers first. You know, like I said, we have, we're, we're going to go through these questions. It's going to kind of take Dana to not get any of these right. So we'll see what happens unless Dana cares to make a more of a wager with it, like doubling points or something, but that's totally up oh, to you. On that. I, I think every question should be worth 500 points. 500 points. Wow. <laughs> Truly terrifying. All righty. So let's take it to the first question here on pop Quizzo, And all of these are, horror movie questions your first one are you ready jared uh <laughs> oh, and dana uh yeah so, so like i said uh we're gonna give you each the same question the first one here in horror classic the silence of the lambs what was the job title of the woman whose daughter was abducted by buffalo bill dude i don't even remember this character this is so obscure <laughs> And we watch this. I'm, I'm even wearing my Silence of the Lambs shirt. <laughs> wow, no embarrassing, idea. embarrassing. Yeah. Jarrett, uh, do you have any ideas? I know the answer. You she do is, know the answer. I do, yeah. She's a, an elected representative uh, for the federal government. She's a, a congresswoman. I can't remember if she's a senator or a representative, but she's, I think she's a senator. Um, Sen senator is absolutely correct. For did we decide on five hundred points for for? Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> All righty, we're changing the rules here on Halloween Quizzo. It's a tied game, I guess, at this point. So, <laughs> all righty. So, Senator was the answer. Your uh, second horror movie pop quizzo question: What horror movie that grossed one hundred and ninety-three million took only seven days to film, even without a camera crew, with an initial budget of fifteen thousand before post-production? I mean, I, I think I definitely know this one. All righty. Dana, would you care to start it off? 
It's got to be Blair Witch, right? Blair Witch is your answer. The Blair Witch Project. Jarrett, what is your answer? Yeah, I, I uh, echo Dana's uh, answer. It's It's got to be Blair Witch. Blair Witch is incorrect. Whoa! In more than 193 million, it was Paranormal Activity. Paranormal oh. Activity. They mm. used a tripod Another to film most of it. So. Bummer. Yeah. I don't know if it technically counts as a camera crew, if it's just three people roaming around the woods or not, but only a tripod. Um, so still a tied game. Uh, we're going to take it to our question here. What, oh, excuse me. In 2018's movie, uh, horror movie Hereditary, what dangerous act was actor Alex Wolf willing to do during filming, but was ultimately struck down by director Ari Aster? I, I think this had, I, oh, wait, are we, can I, uh, I think it had something it to do. Yeah. I, I heard about this. It had something to do with his eyes being gouged out or something. It had something to do with that, but I don't remember what the, I, what the act he would have been doing. Eyes being gouged out. We can, we can. Well, not that. literally, obviously, but something to do with that. <laughs> Jarrett, what you got? Hmm. Um, I want to say falling out the window. Falling out the window. Unfortunately, both of those are incorrect. The answer was break his own nose. If you recall the breaking of his oh. nose scene, Alex Wolf offered he was gonna... that. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's commitment. We're going to zip through uh, probably one or two more if we have time. But uh, our next one, what 1984 horror movie was almost made by Disney on the condition that it was toned down to be more family friendly? What 1984 horror movie was almost made by Disney? Fire away, fast. Dana. Um, okay, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. How about you, Jared? Although that is about pedophiles, so probably not. I'm going to say, uh, I feel like my only opportunity to pull ahead here is if I give a uh, different answer. So I'm going to say Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Unfortunately, Poltergeist is incorrect, but Nightmare on Elm Street is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One more. All right. Your last, your last pop quiz of question. An actual witch that was associated with the Wiccan organization Covenant of the Goddess was hired as a consultant during the production of what horror movie? An actual Wiccan witch. What horror movie hired her as a consultant? I'm going to go with The Craft. The Craft. Jarrett, what's your answer? Uh, again, I think my only opportunity to catch up is to give a different answer. Even though I kind of feel like that's correct, I'm gonna say Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Hocus Pocus is incorrect, but the craft is correct, which officially oh, makes Dana the winner of I'm the <laughs> Halloween episode of Quiz Out. Uh, wow. Jarrett, you're gonna get your picture up on the wall. Shame. Sounds like yeah. you might be getting a job already from uh, from First Apparitional Bank, Dana. So that's gonna be your prize for this episode. Thanks for tuning into the Halloween episode of Quiz Out. Stay tuned for more. Take care.